When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one and only Puckle Podcast. I gotta go milk a milk tank. And welcome to episode 302 of the Puckle Podcast. I'm getting I'm getting thrown up because they're like, we're back to like single digits in a place. Uh, welcome to the 302nd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatcher, today with my wonderful co-hosts, Shabu and Viger. And uh, we're here to bring you the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name I'm going to blame Shamu for. Uh, because he came up with it in 2007. Nobody else did. Not It wasn't me, I promise. And I knew it. Yep, yep, it was. <laughs> you got me. Uh, but we talk, everything, we talk about everything Pokemon here at the Puckle Podcast, whether it be the TCG, the video game, the anime, um, and which we'll, we'll get to in the new segment. I'm actually really excited for this new segment. Yes, um, I think this is the. I think I think this is the first time I've talked. To, I've been excited for the new segment more than I've been so to like talk about any other part of the show. I'm not gonna oh, lie. New, I thought uh, that new segment. I'm just like, wait, what? what yeah, we have a new. Just, we have a I'm new like, segment. <laughs> yeah. The, the, oh, news! Oh, I know what we're talking. Yeah, that thing oh. I write about that I don't get to write about sometimes. Yeah, this is great though. They're, I'm really excited for this week. Um, and so. Uh, for those of you listening at home and who are uh, who are new to the show, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. For those of you coming back, we appreciate it even more. Uh, for those of you who are listening to the show and are, uh, today, we are a little bit off schedule. So you guys are listening to this on Monday, September. You're listening to this far into the future, September 4th. And this show is being recorded the Wednesday beforehand due to holiday travels. So we usually record these on the weekend so that we're a little bit more timely. But yeah, you get what you get. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, nonetheless, we have, we have a good show lined up for you guys today. We're going to, we're going to break it down. We're going to just do our intro. We're going to come back with the news, do our quiz, do our topic today, which is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for this topic as well. Poke of the episode and we'll round it off. We still have some mailbags, surprisingly. It's only been two days since the last show. We got plenty of mailbags. And so we're going to go ahead then and start the show by me asking you guys what you've been up to in Pokemon lately. Um, nothing really. 
Like, you haven't done anything, than, Shamu. Like, I, I haven't done anything. Um, I just sit here and been eating the leftover cereal I have from dude. buying cereal and getting little booster packs. Okay, okay, so like, what kind of cereal? That's the real question. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. What other cereal uh, is there? Okay. So, Good so like, choice. So honestly, if we're gonna if we're gonna diverge into some cereal talk, um, so first of all, you're not having a well ba- balanced breakfast because there's no combios in it, uh, but I want to. I have honey nut, honey nut uh, combios. Right <laughs> I, I, I don't eat them. They're not for uh, me. I don't. I don't care about honey nut cheers. I think. I think the best breakfast. I, 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 I did. I did Captain Captain Crunch. But like, they don't have Pokemon cards in them. Captain oh, Crunch just rips your mouth up all over the place. Too. Okay, Captain Crunch with like crunch berries is delicious, Viger. You just need to get you just need to get into it. Um Oops All Berries yeah. is also good. Uh I also am a fan I, of the I'm I'm a fan of all of the Captain Crunch properties. Uh the peanut butter the, crunch. Like, blueberry waffle one? Yeah, dude, everything. It, it it is just great. I am a fan of all Captain Crunch. And so th- there's there's your you. there's your non Pokemon content of the day, uh, yeah. <laughs> Filling that bingo card. Yeah, there's uh. So the other thing that the other thing that I know you've been doing, we've you and I worked together on team building for the draft league this week, yeah, and so like, by the time you guys listen to this, this is going to be old news. But uh, Shamu and I uh, successfully built and beat Scrawn this week, so that was exciting. Um, that was, that was probably one of the closest matches you'll ever see in draft league. I think it literally came down to like, it was, what what was really, what was even really bad about that was it was no, it was a match that nobody was ever in direct control until maybe the last like two, three moves. Yeah, pretty much. It was, it was one of those where it's just like, this is still based on my decision. It came down to like the last two Pokemon on each side. And it was, it was based on who does what. And it was it, when one play happened, the last three turns kind of crumbled. But after that, but before up until that point, it was still anybody's game. It was a it was a very uh, I, I do suggest if you haven't watched it, we have the uh, Piddle, uh, the Puckle Draft League uh, hub up online. You guys can watch the battle video. The VOD is also on Twitch right now as well. So it's a uh, it's actually really hype. I am like that was that like I was shaking for like the next half hour after that because of all the <laughs> adrenaline. Like it was, it was a really good game. It was. I I have to give Scrawn that. Like I I might have I might have come out on top, but Scrawn like really he really won that one. So good for him, you know. Good for him. So uh, that that's it for that. Well, Viker, what have you been up to? In Pokemon yeah, I was just lately? about to say, hey, yeah. don't leave me high and dry. Yeah, here. Well, I mean, I've done some other <laughs> stuff too, but yeah, I want to hear what you did yeah. first. Um. Well, I haven't really done anything in Moon related as of late been kind of focusing in on my uh nuzlocke that i'm doing mm-hmm. trying to get some more episodes out of there but i am chronically lazy too so that's a hurdle in and yeah. itself <laughs> I've, I've also gotten a chance to test out the uh pokin tournament dx demo that's oh yeah on the switch now yeah that's like 15 uh, matches right and it's yeah like, did you, did you play the one on wii u i did play yes i did play on wii u when it was like uh PuckleCon two years ago oh, okay okay there's like a picture of me and uh, Maximus playing together. Is that the only time you Chushiro played it? has his entire collection of Pokemon cards out on your floor. Yeah, is that the only time you played it? Uh, I've played it every once in a while, but not having a Wii U. You, okay, so really you don't own much. it. That, that was my next I question. I don't own like... it. I've just been mooching off of everybody else. Yeah. So, But I did get a chance to play the DX demo, which I will be getting the full version for on my Switch as well. Because mm-hmm. I want to get a chance to play that. 
Uh, with that being said, though, I, I, this is just me, but I think it's a bit on the choppy side. Uh. Like, it's it really, really feels like a port that was rushed. I I've heard a lot of things that I I know a lot of people are pretty disappointed with like what was added to it from the Wii U just because I mean, well, you, you never played the Wii U, right? So um, well, I did, but the difference between this version and that version is one, we got all the arcade characters, which I think is something that we called a really long time ago. Yeah. uh, That you're going to get Pokemon tournament deluxe with, uh, with just like all the arcade characters because they never offered it as DLC for the uh, Wii U version. Which yeah. is exactly what they did, and on top of that, you get to Sidious. So it's an extra, I think, like six characters or something like that. Oh, yeah, and, right. Yeah, and a couple more supports. I mean, and I mean, but, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I I don't know. I, to be fair, like I'm probably the wrong person. I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it into Nintendo's head, but I would be perfectly fine with a uh, Super Smash Bros. Switch. That's see, the see, version. The the, pro- the problem I have with it is 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 not the game itself. It's more that I'm not part of that genre. Like I understand there's like a huge, huge fan base out there for fighting games, and that's yeah. just not who I am. Uh, I I can't get into them. It's to me, it is much more repetitive than it should be. Yeah, uh, especially in the single player experience, because I'm not gonna I I'm not gonna play online. I'm not gonna be good enough to play online. Oh no 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 and, no. no. That's why I stay clear of like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter because I know yeah. I'm just garbage at them. I mean, it's it's a very interesting concept and a very interesting game at that. I will and, say, Pokémon is a lot simpler than those games. Uh, I I think so to an extent. I, I wouldn't. They, I wouldn't there's say not that. so many combos that need to be like memorized and everything. I think I think to an extent, combos are more in how effective you are. It's like stunning your opponent. I don't know. I'm not a fighting game guy. I shouldn't. I shouldn't make no, any commentary. I shouldn't make any commentary. Uh, but like I can get into like a Super Smash Brothers type game. I just can't get into. Oh like, yeah. I can't. I can't get into a uh, a pure fighting game type game. No, 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 no. I but I haven't get. I either way, going back to it, it just feels like like with the control stick itself, it still feels like I'm hold, handling a D pad. It feels mm-hmm. like it's yeah. Well, that's, it's that's that I think that's the there's no, like there's no like walk. There's no even like diagonal like input. It's yeah, either left, right, mm-hmm. up, or down. I think and that's the way they like, intended I it. That. Well, I, I, like, the I don't they... recall that being on the Wii U version. I don't know if it was or not. I I, I was just going to wait for the full game to come out because uh, uh, my wife, Mrs. T, is like very into this game. And yeah. So I just, she's... I just like, do I have Pokemon on my Switch? Yeah. She... I mean, you'll get it. You'll get it here in like two years. Um... I can't wait any longer. <laughs> you'll get it in like two years. It'll It'll be there. I'm I'm sure I assume when we finally get the virtual console as well, we might start getting Game Boy games on that, and they might they might push to like put red and blue and gold and silver from the v- virtual console onto that. I think that'd they be just bring GameCube games to it. GameCube games would be fantastic, and if they could if somehow they could bring over, if they could bring and, over uh, XD and Coliseum, yeah, that'd be fantastic. I I would be I I'm behind that. I'd love it. Mm-hmm. But. I'm a simple man, like I've said before. I'm a simple man. Oh, and so that is... Potato uh, dynamite. I'm a simple yeah. man. <laughs> but yeah, as for me, I think that is uh, that is it. So we are going to go ahead and we are going to uh, go to the news segment. So let's kick it on over to the news. <laughs> Thank you. 
And on to the news. For it only being two days since the last episode came out, there has been a ton of news. Um, and like big yeah, news. There is. So the first thing that I want to talk about and I just want to touch on very quickly is that Mars Shadow's event ha- has been announced for the United States and for Europe. Um, Mars Shadow will be distributed in the U.S. at GameStop from October 9th to the 23rd, um, which is typical of the U.S. releases for these Pokemon. You typically get something in October. You got to go in. The game, they're going to try to convince you to pre-order Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon if you haven't already. And you're going to go ahead and get a Mars Shadow. That's yes. how you're going to do it. Um, in Europe, specific- it's going to be at select re- retailers from October 1st and November 14th, which is absurd. That's so much longer than the U.S. gets. We get two weeks. They get six. Uh, this Mars Shadow well, no. has uh, well, no. is level 50. Europe, Europe's, Europe's campaign starts on the 1st and ends on the 14th. Our starts on the 9th to the 23rd. Yeah, no, no. There so goes to the 14th of November, U- though. Like October first. Oh, I, just, I yeah. just now noticed that. Jesus freaking Christ, people! <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what I meant. Six weeks. Uh, so the Mars Shadow is level fifty with Spectral Thief, Close Combat, Force Palm, and Shadow Ball, uh, and comes with Marshadium Z, its exclusive Z crystal, uh, which gives you, I think, Soul Stealing Seven Star Strike is the is yeah, the name. I don't like that. So it's the. I think that was actually the Japanese translation too. And let's go back to my obsession with the Japanese set names for the trading card game. Yeah. Like this is one situ- – this is what they need to do for for this because, it, I mean, we had Rage of the Broken Heavens and then that turned into Roaring Skies. Come on. Give me Rage of the Broken Heavens. I, I, mean, I, I'm, in, I'm, I don't, I'm down for that. I don't know if that would fit onto a pack. Like I would love that too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Kid. Who are, I don't know if somebody's going to be offended. Like just like they need to be these big words like they don't they don't they don't see it like them like you know what, you, I get roaring skies you know what you know what you're probably not wrong and it's probably a marketing uh, I, I thing I know I'm not wrong yeah I know uh, I'm not wrong at that point <laughs> <laughs> like and like uh, the new the newest uh expansion for the TCG which is burning shadows in Japan it's called to have seen the battle rainbow oh and, my gosh uh, and darkness that consumes life can we get these as like subtitles for these can sets I at least like, the Japanese like I, I, I would like subtitles would be cool for the, the like 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 we call it we call it burning shadows shadow. and then and then you say the japanese set name like yeah but, i don't i i mean burning shadows is a pretty cool title in and in itself but mm-hmm. darkness that consumes light yeah right can i please have that instead uh so but let's go back to Mars Shadow. Mars Shadow, for those of you who are unaware, is already banned from the OU meta. So uh, don't be super excited. It's already banned. Uh, it was quick. It was quick. It was quick banned after like three days. Like when it was yeah. brought in, it was it was there, and like three days later, it was just like, yeah, Mars Shadow's gone. Because Shamu and I were talking about team building for things, and I'm just like, let's give it like two days after Mars Shadow was released. And then it was just it, almost immediately like Marsh had his You guys are being harsh on it. <laughs> well, I mean, we they gave we everyone knew, else gave it an extra day. We we just knew it was gonna be. Uh, we knew it was gonna get quick banned. So, yeah, no, but it because it was it was like running rampant in the OU meta on Showdown that week. It was nuts. I, was just, I just find it funny. It hasn't even officially been released to anybody, and it's uh, already out. It, it was out. It was out in. Uh, it was officially released in Japan already. So it does exist in the wild. You can pro- you can trade for them online. So Good they luck. are they are legal. It's just yeah, I mean um that that's why it was already put it's already been banned because as soon as the Japanese release Japanese release happened, we the um Marchetta was tested. 
Yeah, we got what and, we got. And it, <laughs> and it tested positive for ban. <laughs> Pretty much. It was it was really bad. Um, all right. But I think the more exciting news and the news that Viger and I want to really get yes. into is that there was a uh, there was a news drop for the episodes coming up in Japan on the 14th and 21st of September. Of the Sun and Moon anime. And it's really exciting, actually, because it looks like Brock and Misty are coming back to the anime. And I'm sure uh, Kotaku and all these other places grabbed this immediately because they found out three months too late that Brock and Misty weren't in Pokemon, the 20th movie. And <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, and everyone got, I think, how they say, a little salty. Yeah, they got salty <laughs> and like three months after we all knew this. But yeah, Brock and Misty are coming. There's been a few uh, screenshots that have been released already. It's very interesting. They're drawn in the new art style. Which I find yeah. even I think that's even more interesting. It's a it's really yeah cool. the fact that it they do they get Alolan forms as well. Yeah, so it looks like Ash <laughs> is going back to Kanto for a project for school, and he's going to battle both Brock and Misty. Uh, one of the Ooh. episodes is is titled Gym Battle Z Move versus Mega Evolution. Both of them have Megas now. Brock has Mega yes. Steelix, and Misty has Mega Gyarados. It's very it's going to be really cool. I'm really excited for him to meet up with these guys, and we get to see the continuity continue with these characters. It's I'm just, also happy to see that. I'm also happy to see that Mega Evolution isn't dead. In the yeah, anime. I I think that's super interesting. That I think they, that's nice that it's just going to pop in every once in a while. Like, remember this well, being a thing? Well, yeah, it's not like a hey, we're just going to discard this this uh, mechanic, and it, that's what everybody's fear was when Sun and Moon first got announced because there was no like, mention what's of Mega Evolution. Mega Evolution. It was a really big deal when Koro Koro made a mention of a Mega Gardevoir fighting against a uh, fighting against a Haka or a Hakamo or a Jangmo because of the Komo soundproof ability. Yeah, one of them because they had soundproof, and it was a big deal, and so. I, I like that they're finding a way to kind of tie Mega Evolution in, especially in the Sun and Moon anime. I love that it's going to yeah. be in the continuity of the Sun and Moon anime because it's like, hey, look, this feature isn't gone. It's there. It's, and I, it's there. We're just going to kind of put it wherever we want it to be. Yeah, I, I really like that. And maybe that – I think that to some extent shows prospects in the future of Pokemon. Maybe we'll, we'll, we will get Megas. I don't want to hold my breath for that, but it would be cool to get some new Megas every once in a while, like sprinkled in. Yeah. Again, I could use – I would say I could use more Gen 4 and 5 Megas. Yeah, right? There, there's Doesn't like mean two Gen of those. Gen 4 and 5 got the real short end of the stick there. There's endless opportunities for Mega Pokemon, especially out of the 5th Gen. No offense to Mega Audino, but we could use more and better out of Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with Mega you. Mega Hydreigon. Come on. <laughs> but I'm, I'm actually – I'm incredibly excited for this uh, version of the Sun and Moon anime. Like – I, I've been following it, and I really do enjoy the Sun and Moon anime. I, I know do, there. Are, I do as well. I know a lot of people don't like it, and I, I, whatever's wrong with those people, I don't know. And this is just a great way to kind of, I don't know, just enhance it even more for myself yeah. personally. And I think I, it's I, gonna. I think this is actually gonna. I think this is a really good move because it will bring people to the anime who have been gone for a while. I mean, the anime itself has really been like shaking. This this iteration of the anime has really shaken things up. Like until I agree. until this one, it had always been on Cartoon Network. It had always been under like a Warner Brothers property. Because I remember the first and second gens, and even the third gen being on Channel Eleven, which was like Warner Brothers exclusive or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it like went, the WB and then it went channel on your network, network and sat there yeah. for a long time as well. But now it's on Disney Channel. 
And yeah, Disney bought the rights to it. I don't think that has anything to do with the animation. I think that's more with the it Japanese end. It doesn't have anything end. to do with the animation. But I will say this. It hasn't, it's been a very long time since this happened to me, and maybe that's just because I've grown into a more simpler individual as time <laughs> went on. But this, the Sun and Moon anime has almost every episode, it has made me laugh. At some I, point, I'm honestly, I'm honestly really impressed with a lot. Like I, I have been in the past not entertained by the Pokemon anime. Like no. they, like especially if you go to like back to Gen Five, I think the only episodes worth watching are the ones where they they had a lot of random tournaments in Gen Five, which I thought was really cool. And that's yeah. probably the only part I thought was cool. I liked my favorite part of Gen Five was when they were like doing the whole island hopping thing. As that that could be cool. So. I think I think that we can all agree that the part about the anime we like the best is just the part where it feels like an adventure more yeah. so than anything else. And it, what happened was it really became a drag. I think Gen 4 is like the place where this really happened. Gen 3 to some extent as well. It just became a drag of what's today's adventure? Duh, duh, duh. Yeah. You know? and, it always ended with like to be continued, but there was always like some sort of like discontinued sort of yeah, things. Like it, they're suddenly warping from place to place. And like did you not remember it, that these things had happened? Exactly, and so it, and then like, I think I think X and Y tried to try to bring people back in, and you can tell that the writers even said, "Yeah, we're trying to create a story here." And X Y Z definitely had a good continuity, and mm-hmm. X and Y I think was the first time in a very long time I go, "I'm excited to see the next episode of this. I want to see what's yeah. going on." I think that, I think that like, happened during the arc where they went to uh, they went to a summer camp. I wanted to watch that. I watched the whole thing in one sitting, and I was like, <laughs> "Because I, I want to consume the next episode. You know, I want to know what's going to happen." I was more like on board with it when it was getting into the Pokemon League because mm-hmm. it was just I like, can agree. It was this I... huge buildup. It's like Greninja's just running train on everyone and all of a sudden, holy crap, Ash is in the finals. Can he actually win? Yeah, I, I just think though I think the whole X, Y, and Z thing with like the story with Zygarde and everything helped out a lot as well. Because there there's a lot of mystery. There's a lot of, hey, what's going on? Let's what's happening next? And they mixed it in with their with their um you know their saturday morning cartoon style and, yeah and so i think it worked to an extent but i really like what they did here i mean it you can tell it feels like a uh it feels like an anime they're trying to make a saturday morning cartoon now yeah and instead, instead of a saturday of, morning it, cartoon instead of just a an anime. yeah and so or masquerading as an anime we should say yeah, not, not, not trying to be an anime masquerading and it's, it's just a saturday morning cartoon that is a saturday morning cartoon but this now it's just like because they they have a they have like a lot of fun little plots like I, I mentioned it several times. There's that fun little plot where you have Ash and he like destroys everything in Kukui's fridge. I think that's a fantastic episode. It it has nothing about Ash traveling to go get the next badge. Nothing. It's just a very because there's it, no it, badges. Yeah. Well, it's a very like it's a very anime esque <laughs> episode to have. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think that I think it helps that the show itself instead of like hopping from town to town, place to place, it stays in the same location, mm-hmm. which I, is I feel, a first for the series. I, I feel like there's there's hints of uh, character development as well in, you know, Malo and Kiawe and stuff like that, stuff they're trying to especially touch on. Lily. Yeah, I especially. think there's a lot of... Yeah, especially Lily. I think there's stuff that they're trying to touch on there, which I think is really interesting and something that yeah, we I haven't would, seen for a very long time, if ever, in a Pokemon anime. Well, the one thing that I'm most curious about is when Aether Foundation and Ultra Beast start getting mixed in, how will this affect the show? I, I'm excited because for that, a lot of things because was, you get, you've get you got a Gladian in, uh, encounter that's happened and you've, I mean, you, you've got a lot of interesting things. I mean, Ash doesn't have a full roster yet either. No, he's so, got a ways to go. So I'm very excited to see what's going on, but we, we'll drop it there. We just ranted about the anime for like eight minutes. 
And so we're gonna we're gonna move on, or we're just gonna we should have made the topic today like how much Vigran Thatch loved the anime. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's <laughs> a topic in the works that I've been trying to push for a long time, but uh, but. <laughs> Uh, so there's a few things in the Puckle News uh, that I'd like to address before we move on to the Poke Quiz segment. So first thing in Puckle News that I think is very exciting is we have a new merch store with Tee Public. So instead of Etsy now, guys, we're going to be going to Tee Public. Uh, this is for multiple reasons. One, in my basement, I or not my basement, my garage, I can only do a single color print on T-shirts. Um, Tee Public will allow us to do far more complex designs, which is really cool. Second, we can do things like hoodies and stuff like that. These variants that are very easy for them to do, very difficult for me to do. Uh, third, we can also promote other artist uh, work and we can actually get supplemented for that, which I think is m- even more amazing. So definitely check that out if you're interested. We, we've put a lot of other artist work up there. We're working on getting our stuff up there this week and hopefully we'll have everything up there by the time you listen to this show. If not, it'll be up there within a week or so. It's a very exciting time, though. I really, really, really enjoy it. Uh, I think it's a really cool system. And if you have artwork, we can put it on our show as well. If you have fan art for the show or just Pokemon art that you want to make put on T-shirts, um, I think that's a great opportunity for you guys. Um, speaking of which, uh, this actually rolls into my next my next bit of news for Puckle. Uh, we're looking for additional help on like the art front. So if you are a graphic designer or anything, that would be great. You guys can just uh, apply at the website. We have a link underneath the staff page to go apply for jobs. And so, or I don't want to say jobs because we don't pay you, but uh, you can help out. Also, just send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com if you're interested in helping out around the site in any way, honestly. We we appreciate it. So, yeah, um, that is it for the news. So we are going to go to Puckle's Poke Quiz and quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. Oh, one thing before I, I almost forgot. Oh, you oh almost forgot. Here. <laughs> I'm, I'm alive still. Um, I don't know if it was mentioned before, but we do have our winner for the Oh, yeah. League. Yeah, okay. I know. I knew exactly what you were going to say, and you're right. Yes, uh, um, I, I believe Seth Vilo won, right? Seth Vilo did win. Yep. Congratulations so. to Seth Vilo. He gets uh, he gets a year's supplies of Combios. And <laughs> so that's it for the summer league. Uh, do watch out for that again next summer. Our next tournament might be in October, maybe. Uh, we typically do a smaller one in the fall. It'll be, it'll, we'll figure out what it is here in the next month or so, and we'll let you guys know. So definitely look out for that. So, uh, okay, now it's time to go to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And it did so, not take a full hour to actually get all these questions together today, so we're just going to hop right into it. It was it was definitely as instantaneous as it felt for them. I assure you. <laughs> so, so instantaneous equaled about like twenty to thirty minutes. Yeah, I think we're just going to leave a twenty thirty minute gap in between right there. Um, but if you. Uh, if you would like, but this is the part of the show where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And the winner is the first of 30 points. Uh, we have the scores right now. We'll list them off at the end of the segment. And so here are the rules. You guys can't use the internet. You have to use what's in your head noggins. And so we're going to go ahead and lower those browsers, boys. And we're going to go ahead 
and ask you the questions whenever you're ready. You guys have one hint that you can use for one of the questions throughout this endeavor. And, uh, yeah, one of these questions is going to be worth two points. Uh, but you don't need to get one of those correct if you want to cash in the hint at the end. You guys re- You guys understand the rules? We ready to go? Yep. Yep. Ready as all be, boss. All right, then. Let's do it. So, question number one. This comes from Snag. In the bug-catching contest held north of Goldenrod City, you would receive a sunstone for winning the contest. In Gen 2, what would you get for winning and winning get for second and third place? Um, so that is the question. This one's worth two points. One for each uh, item. What would you get for getting second place, and what would you get for winning third place in the bug-catching contest in, near Goldenrod City? In Gen in 2. Go- in Gen 2. Ooh. Second, that is um, not my expertise one there. One of them, I... Oh, that what it was? Um, I thought one of them was an escape rope for some reason. Um, I, th- I think one of them is an Everstone, actually. Because I believe you get... There's another stone you get, but it's just not as good. I believe it's an Everstone. Everstone sounds good to me. Um, The other one, though... I was seeing an escape rope. I just don't remember for sure. I thought that was one of the items that you could get was an escape rope. But it might not have been third, second or third. Maybe just one of the random whatever. Escape rope and Everstone? You just want to go for it? Um, let's, let's wait at the timer. I'm just because we. Worst case, we'll go with those two. You guys think yeah. I have an actual timer? I don't know. I usually just fe- go like that. Feels like a minute, and then <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just, we'll like switch out this imaginary time. Um, trying to think of anything else. Like I, I feel like I'm missing something. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna need an answer. Let's just go escape rope and Everstone. Yeah. For which place? Can you tell me which place? Oh, for oh each of them? Everstone would be first. No, no. We are first to Sunstone. Everstone would be second. Escape rope for third. All right. So that is correct on one account and incorrect on another. Uh, okay. So the answer, second place is Everstone. You got that correct. Third place, however, was a golden berry, which, is the mod- which was the past equivalent of the citrus berry. Uh, okay. So uh, okay. you get one that point for sense. that one, though. So that's pretty good. Yeah. So the next question is also from Snag, and it's again talking about gold and silver since it's going to be released on the virtual console in like three weeks. Oh, that's uh, insane. yeah, isn't that going to be? I'm super stoked. Um, I, I'm these, gonna get those just for hidden abilities. Yeah, these games had certain events that happened each week, uh, such as the bug catching contest. Uh, on what day of the week could you catch Lapras? Friday. Is that is that your final answer? That's my final answer. <laughs> That is correct. Uh, you got an extra point then, so that's two points uh, <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No hint used either yet. So Glad keep, I let's... could help. So, um, okay, so we're going to the questions that I wrote now. So these are going to be good or bad, depending on whatever you want. Um, so in the anime, uh, which region of the regions you can collect badges in was the only region to not have an anime-exclusive badge shown on the show? So I'm talking about badges like when Gary shows that he has 10 badges and there's extra badges in the case. Um, this oh. has happened several times throughout the series. Which region was the only one to not have exclusive gym badges shown? 
we're assuming they have to have gym badges? Uh, yes. So it's not a Lola. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I think it's XY. I don't remember seeing any other weird badges, but then again, I don't really know. Now, what constitutes badge? Just like gym badges? Solely? Gym badges. Gym badges. Okay. I really don't even know. I can only think XY because they probably fixed up most of their messes up mess ups during that time, like the random. Yeah. Also, don't forget. Again, d- also, don't forget you have the hint. I want to say X and Y just because we didn't really even see like any other gyms for that matter, as well, or even like a Battle Frontier esque thing. Is yeah. that your? Is that is that going to be your final answer? Um, I think so. I'm trying. To, I don't think I can't think of anything else that would like go against it or support right. others. So you're going to say the Kalos region just to yeah. be clear because yes. it has to be a region. Okay. So Kalos region. That's your final answer. Final answer. That is unfortunately incorrect. Dang um, it. The answer is actually Johto. Johto, they never had any exclusive badges shown in the anime. Um, they, they show them all the time actually. Um, Gary had them in Kanto so that was kind of a dead giveaway. Um, yeah. In, in Hoenn, there were a couple of rivals quote unquote that ash had that saw them uh paul had well ash actually had a flashback sequence in Sinnoh that showed a ton of them um and then in uh unova i believe there were a few and yeah, exclusive you, ones I knew you, yeah. that I knew trips off and then so I, I forget who did it in uh kalos but somebody definitely probably did it in kalos so <laughs> somebody oh, probably. probably somebody oh, probably not... did it in kalos that's but it happened a... This is this is verified by Bulbapedia, by the way. Okay, uh, that's where I got so bad. Bulbapedia needs to get their facts straight because this problem <laughs> stuff isn't going to cut it. Bulbapedia <laughs> didn't know anything about Mantike, so who knows that that actor? Uh, let me let me double check. Okay, let me. I, I'll, I'll double check for you guys while you think about this next question. Um, All right. So this is so we talked about Misty and Brock coming back in the anime. Uh, Misty, uh, it, the last time we saw her, had an Azuril. To replace her Togepi. Where does she get this Azuril from? Oh, um. Shoot. Oh. Didn't, uh. Oh! Oh! Tracy's Merrill, didn't Tracy's Merrill? Yeah, didn't Tracy's Merrill, like. There's some. I remember seeing something about that. Yeah, uh, I think it was Tracy's Merrill that had. that just had an egg and then it hatched into Azrael. Yeah, I believe that was the whole thing there. Is that that your. Because I remember them saying, like, because Meryl and Azrael are all, like, buddy-buddy and everything because mm-hmm. one of them's the parent and one of them's okay. the child. So, all right. yeah, we'll say it, she got it from Tracy's Meryl. Is that your final answer? That is our yes. final answer. That is correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that gives you guys three points for the day. Unfortunately, you can't cash that hint in again. So uh, the next question is the question I ask you guys every week is about stats. So I wanted to ask you guys this week about bug-type Pokemon, and I wanted to know which bug-type Pokemon has the highest base attack stat. Base attack. Highest base attack. Um, okay. Base attack. Um, Either was up there. So, Mega yes. Heracross is higher. Mega Heracross or Mega Pinsir, maybe. No, Mega Pinsir is like 150, 140. But yeah, then Mer- Mega, Mega Heracross, Heracross is 165. What about Mega Scizor? Mega Scizor's got like 150, 160, if anything. It's not it's not above 160. Heracross is the highest setup right now. I think I think Mega Pin no Mega Mega Scizor has 150 with a 140 base defense. Um 
Paracross, I know for a fact, is 165. Um, I don't think there's anything higher than that. I can't think of anything else that would beat that. No, like, legendary-wise, Genesect's, like, I think 100, 110, maybe, maybe 130. Besides, Genesect's more of a special attacker, anyway. It's mixed. Mixed. Or mixed, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's not, not got balanced out. It's not focused. Oh. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna say Mega, Mega Heracross. I'd say Mega Heracross as well. Mega Heracross is your final answer. That is correct. Woo! All right, so you guys got four points today. Um, I did look it up, and there were actually badges in Kalos that did not belong to him. Uh, it was from Sawyer. Sawyer had the badges um, okay. that did not belong to the Kalos region in the video games. He had a couple. He had a flying type one, a fire type one, and a water type one. It was really interesting. Interesting, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Screw Sawyer. So you guys, you guys missed out. I am so sorry. I, I was going to do it because I was about to like grant you six points, but you guys got four today, so that's pretty good. That's so. Good. We're going to go ahead and we are going to add in those points. So you guys did pretty well, actually. It, it changes up the board. I'm not going to lie. Um, so let's go here and we're going to format my data. I'm going to sh- sort it from this to this. So Snag is still in first place with 25 points. Whimsicott is in second place with 19 points. Jushiro in third place with 17 points. Maximus and Dr. Shamu are tied for fourth with 16 points. Sublime and Viger are now tied for 6th place with 14 points. Bo is in 8th with 11 points. Scrawn is in 9th with 10. Basket in 10th with 7. And Gator bringing up the rear with 4. So good job to all of you guys. I mean, it's a pretty close race still. Uh, Snag is back in school, so it's actually harder for him to get into an episode. So uh, you guys just got to keep it up. Just Just got to be more available. (laughs) You guys are doing pretty well, though. You're doing pretty well. Fight each other. Fight each other for those uh, episodes. So fight that is going to be for those coasters. Yeah, fight each other for those coasters. So we are going to take a short break here, guys, and we'll be right back at you with the topic. Greetings, listeners. It's the Puckle Shadow President Scrawn here to reveal top secret information about the league's behind-the-scenes behavior. For those who are not yet aware, Puckle has begun top-secret operations on our Discord server. To join us there, visit our website and click on the chat tab. Our website also has a variety of extra features, including badge earning and the ability to listen to older episodes. Lastly, be sure to send in mailbags to pucklepodcast at gmail.com so that you can tell everyone how much you adore me. This and see you on the dark side of the flip-flop. <laughs> and on to the topic. Our topic today is going to be um, nonsensical Pokedex entries or absurd Pokedex entries. Just because we found a, a list of Pokedex entries that just don't don't follow the laws of the universe. It's going to be really exciting. So uh, I want to open up because this is just going to lead like to discussion about Pokemon and how weird they are. Um, I want to open up with Viger's favorite, Magnemite. So it's Pokedex entry in Pokemon Emerald states, The units at its sides are extremely powerful magnets. They generate enough magnetism to draw in an iron object from over 300 feet away. So for that to happen... Uh, <laughs> and then, would, keep in mind, people. Thatch is a scientist, so uh, yeah, I, I am a physicist. I am a physicist. You would need a uh, you'd need a very large magnetic field. 
it turns out you'll need a magnetic field to be about 20,000 Tesla. And uh, Now, in retrospect, nobody really knows what kind of unit of measurement a Tesla is. Yeah, and so... so educate us. Oh, dear uh, professor. Oh, a Tesla? A Tesla is just... It's the unit for magnetism. Uh, it, it is, okay. That's literally all it is. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> it, it's, nothing, it's nothing too exciting. It's just the unit for magnet, magnetic force or magnetic field. It's kind of like volts for uh, for electricity. Like a volt is just like potential for how spicy a pepper is. Yeah, it's, it just gives you an idea of how strong these magnetic fields have to be. Uh, and to be able to do, pull something away from like three hundred feet um, in any kind of like reasonable manner um, and not like really like very slowly, um, it would have to be. Yeah, you need like a really strong magnetic field of about two thousand twenty thousand Teslas. And so, um, yeah. Uh, strongest magnetic field I think that's been produced in a laboratory since has been like ninety some Teslas, though these are these are usually pretty short lived, um, just because when you do create these like giant magnetic fields, it likes to flip the magnets normal, which is just a really fancy word for it gets rid of the magnetic field because these, the <laughs> way the way that they make these really high magnetic fields is they take superconducting materials uh, such as niobium, and they just pass current through them in a in a uh, essentially a cylinder. And these create these large magnetic fields. And uh, what happens is it can go normal because the magnetic field just is unstable and it flips the other way. And then it cancels it out. So <laughs> we had yeah. a lot of problems with our magnet when I, when I used to work in a magnetism lab. Yeah, so, it, even sa- it even says on this like thing that we're looking at with the list and everything. It's like it. this is not really like accurate according to thatch with uh like the strongest magnetic pulse yeah that was generated but it does say in reference the strongest magnetic pulse that was generated without the use of explosives was 730 <laughs> tesla which at that strength destroyed the equipment that it was being used to measure the yeah thing. no the making so, magnetic fields is actually really dangerous business um so uh, i'm making you know strong magnetic that, fields not like iron but like yeah if you if you have like a if you have like a rare earth magnet, it's actually like really it's it's uh that's not terrible. But if you're creating these like large, I'd say tens of Teslas, um, you you are getting into like dangerous life threatening territory because it uses a large amount of current. So yeah, uh, watch yourselves, kids. Watch yourselves at home. Uh, <laughs> don't play with magnets. Yeah, well, don't play don't play don't play with superconducting magnets. Um, they might explode your house. Yeah. I mean, you also can't buy them like very easily with your like everyday money. So yeah, that helps. Let's let's see. Are there any other interesting ones you guys liked? We we found this sheet from DDNR. Oh. I think we should give this guy a yeah. shout out. Um, this uh, guy is this guy is. Uh, oh my gosh, I had his name. Uh, this is from uh, Valet Garmander. Yeah, that is his name. So you can Down check out his image right, there. Top bottom right hand corner. Yeah, Valgama- Valgarmander. Yeah. Val Garmander, yeah, like super easy to done. say, on DeviantArt. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, you can check these out because there's a ton of them. Um, there's my, one my, I really like. Which one I, did you like? Macargo. Oh, Macar. Yes, Macargo is really bad. Yeah. Macargo's body temperature approximately eighteen thousand degrees Fahrenheit from yeah, Sapphire. We've, we've, you know, we've never done any of these Pokemon that have just like these absurd references, it's like Pokemon mm-hmm. of the episode where we like read the Pokedex entry. 
which I think is pretty hilarious. Yeah, we really gloss over the Pokedex entries when it comes to Pokemon. Well, though, like I try, we try to get like the weird ones, but we never do any of these Pokemon. And yeah. like, like on this list, I have are, we've, none of them are competitively viable. <laughs> that that's no, honestly true. Uh, like Gliscor is, uh, but well, but yeah, the one that's hotter than the surface of the sun. It's, um, it's one point eight times hotter than the surface of the sun. So to be the fair, like double. things can things can be hotter than the surface of the sun. Like the interior of the sun is hotter than the sun. Or than yeah. the surface, so um, that I mean that's still hot. You wouldn't want to stand close to it um, because I mean the sun's already ninety three million miles away. This would like single handedly create global warming. Like <laughs> no, it would burn a hole through the surface of the Earth and then basically explode the Earth from the heat. That's radiating. It might it might just make itself go... If it melts itself, it would probably just melt itself to, like, the center of the Earth and stay there. Yeah. Uh, but I also, like... Core now. Like, like we were we were talking earlier, um, earlier today about how, like, we were talking about the game theory and how they were talking about Pokemon evolution and how you needed energy to, uh, to evolve, right? Um, and so the thing is with heat, you need to energy to like have heat. Like what, what is making Macargo so hot? That's what I want to know. Yeah. And what we need to do that shell that's generally, and what we need to do is somehow figure out how to make that in like, and put that into a power plant. And then we've solved the energy crisis. Clearly, clearly I want to say that there's some sort of like nuclear fusion going on. No, no, there has to be. Maybe. (laughs) Right. I did think it's a a lot of combios. It's a very large amount of combios. (laughs) (laughs) Could be nuclear. I don't know. Who no, knows? that's Toxic Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. Wait. We're gonna. All right. Yeah. I... Oh, okay. Wait, do you have one, Mike, or the? Oh, I've got one. Um, okay. I'm going with uh number seventy eight, Rabidash. Okay. This is just because my sister loves horses, and Rabidash is her favorite. Uh, my wife is actually a big fan of Rabidash as well. All right. We got two. Yeah. So, according to Pokemon Silver. With incredible acceleration, it reaches its top speed of 150 miles per hour after running just 10 steps. So, so in like less than a blink of an eye, this thing is going faster than most cars. Okay, so I I am okay <laughs> with this speed. one. I'm okay with this one because, as they said, a uh, a quarter horse can do 45 miles an hour um, in five yeah. strides, which is which is reasonable. And so, like that, that's only three times as fast as a real horse and i i am willing to take because these are magical creatures like like the the magnetite one is like a far stretch for me just because of like how impossible it is to create that kind of magnetic field that rapidash yeah. one at least to me seems reasonable as like a magical creature that can run that fast i'm okay with it yeah i mean it's kind of like it's kind of like in the same vein as arcanine we we're talking about like how far it runs um mm-hmm. but like that's uh it's just one of those things it's just like okay it's a magical creature i'm okay with that yeah, uh, but it, the things that like break the in, laws of physics are the things that yeah. bother me. To put it into perspective of just how fast this thing is running at, its acceleration would be that, or that it's an acceleration of fifty-five feet per second squared, and that's close to the acceleration of your average Formula One car. Mm-hmm. So NASCAR, eat your heart out. My flaming unicorn is a lot faster. Dude, that's like. At least it's not like unreasonable. Like the the thing that yeah. I would say would be unreasonable if it was just like it accelerates at like twenty G's or something like that. That would that would blow my mind. Um, this one I'm okay with. I'm okay with yeah. that one. <laughs> uh, it's a bit reasonable for Pokemon standards, but yeah, like out of the ones that we've gone through, I'd say that's probably the most reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Um Let's see. 
Um, let's see the next one. I really like. I I really like Braviary only because it brings up a bunch of Monty Python references because <laughs> because it says one can carry a car while flying, and so it brings up the whole how does a two pound pigeon carry a four pound coconut? Um, and so <laughs> that's exactly the problem because it, it's like the car the car is like forty five like a car is about two tons right? Yeah. And so Braviary Close. does not weigh two tons. Um, Braviary weighs like forty times less than that. And then you're going to have a problem with that. Uh, and so like you need to like to be able to fly with something that you carry, you need to be pretty much heavier than the thing you're carrying. You need to but, be generating a lot of lift and thrust in order to do that. What you're not doing, what you're not, do, what you're not doing as a bird. Let's yeah. get that. Let's get that straight. You're not doing you're not that as a bird. Right. <laughs> yeah. So just keep that in mind. Uh, you're, you're just not doing that right. Which is which is okay by me. Uh, let's see, Shamu, did you have another one that you like? I liked? do. Oh, I like, of course you do. I like Simapore. Simapore. The, the high pressure water fell from its tail. It's so powerful it can destroy a concrete wall from Pokemon White. So, so I, standard concrete can withstand up to ten thousand mm-hmm. psi of pressure. So essentially, right there, saying Simapore does has like more the water thumb. Well, I get on the right words. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's higher than that, essentially. Yeah, over no. 10, and then over ten thousand. Yeah, and then the typical pressure of like a fire hose is about like one hundred sixteen to two hundred ninety psi. So I, I actually, I was actually thinking, I'm like, don't don't fire hoses do that already? And the answer is no. Apparently, I thought no, they, they are did. not even that powerful. That's that was literally was, my like my gut reaction was like, couldn't a fire hose do that? The answer is no. no. I think the same thing can be said for Blastoise. Blastoise can like penetrate tanks. Yeah, because it is a tank. <laughs> like, it's like its water is like that deadly. That would be so scary. Like I thought, like I read that, like while I was watching this battle, um, it was the Pokemon Origins battle where you get Blastoise versus Charizard, oh. and it's just like, oh man, this is like super scary because, like, Blastoise is literally gonna rip its head off with like a hydro pump. Oh god, just think two of them just like two holes in the wings and just falls and then yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my Those Mega Blast! Oh Mega Blast with the water punch. Mm-hmm. Oh, someone's what? What? punch? That'd be nutsos, oh, right? It's just gone. It's just like a punch. yeah. That, pile, let's let's just say. talk about how awesome that would be in the anime when Mega Blastoise takes its wrist cannon and just punches somebody in the face and like lets it go. I would that rip their head off. I I hope it. I hope it is. I really <laughs> hope yeah. it is. I'd be uh, down for that. <laughs> That's a good old reference. That's so. a good old. I I haven't said that one in a while. To be fair, like I just I came up with that one. Uh. <laughs> it's all mine. <laughs> so I got one, uh, Mr. Maximus. If you're listening, we're talking Ooh, about National Dex number four seven two Gliscor. Uh, according to its platinum Pokedex entry, if it succeeds in catching even a faint breeze properly, it can circle the globe without flapping once. I have several questions there, but. Uh. <laughs> that's just now that's just not how aerodynamics and gravity work uh you're gonna need a so, lot more and a lot more of a constant breeze so like Globally, i mean thing up. i mean even then like flying for like i mean we don't even know how fast it's flying right no so it, it would have to be the faintest breeze and then off it goes i mean it would have to be flying for so long yeah like, it's like it, in, the, in this picture it says the longest distance ever reached by a sailplane was f- 1530 miles 
yeah. in a 14 hour and 20 minute flight. That and sounds right. And the circumference of the entire Earth is 24,900 miles. Yeah, so, so I mean, it's, that one, like, that one's absurd to me. Like, we, the, like the Rapidash thing. Rapidash thing, I'm okay with. This, I'm not. Because it's just one not. of those things where it's just like, it's like, is this glide score just, because, like, I imagine gra- grabbing a breeze and it's gliding, right? Gliding, you're not going very fast. It's not like a plane. No. No. And you're so, just kind of floating there. You tell me Celestina like catches, like a a, catches it, and then I'm way better about it. But, uh, yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> no. It's like that does, that defies everything about aerodynamics and gravity. So. Like, I, I, I mean, even then, like, it would have to stop to eat, right? It was, it's yeah. going to take days. Um, Something. Photosynthesize. Yeah. It's a plant, right? It brings me back to, what is it? Um, the one where, uh, so I don't know how many of you guys watch One Piece, but in Hell. One Piece, there, there's an arc where I, they go I to this one island. Series at all. Yeah, yeah, it's really long. There's too, this, there, there's too many episodes. I'm just, there's this arc where, uh, the pirates fight the, the foxy pirates, but before then they meet this man who lived on stilts for 10 years. And it's just like, how did you live on stilts for 10 years? This makes no sense. How did you sleep? That's not what I want to know. How did you sleep? And ironically, that's the only episode that I did see. So I know exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. That's too funny. And he's like, where the heck am I? Yeah. It's just like, what? Oh my gosh. Okay. All my friends and family are dead. (laughs) Yeah. That's what, that's what it reminds me of though. Um, so let me, let me move on because there is, uh, at least one more I want to hit on because this is probably yeah, my each favorite one. Yeah, get like one more to talk uh, about. We, we have about, we have enough time for at least one more. Let's see. So Larvitar, this is my favorite one by far. It feeds on soil. After it is eaten a large mountain, it will fall asleep so it can grow. And it's just like a little, a little tiny Larvitar. Uh, I don't so you know gotta remember actual... how big Larvitar actually is. Larvitar is actually really small, I think. No, it's like, it's, I think like up to your shin, a little bit higher maybe. Yeah, it's, it's Ash only. Ash had one at a point. Yeah, Ash had and, one and he was able to easily I don't, I don't hand. like using, I don't like using the anime sizes. No, All but right. it's, um, it's just so because, small. just because. Very uh, well. It is two feet tall. So that sounds. And he weighs yeah. 158 pounds. Yeah, and so I mean, it's really heavy, it's a heavy but little thing. But yeah, two feet tall, so he can't be that big, and he's eating a whole mountain. Come on, like so. So the thing that you, people are probably don't think about is the mountain size uh, pile of uh, pile of excrement that this larvitar probably has. Uh, but then it'll grow afterwards. It must get a plenty of nutrients from those rocks. Uh, so I I don't know I I just find this one like so so entertaining thinking of this larvitar eating a mountain, it's just fantastic. Like got its fork and knife ready. Yeah, I don't think Tyranitar. Uh, I don't think Tyranitar eats mountains. So. No, he just destroys them. <laughs> yeah, he just destroys them, which is I that that one's more reasonable to me than eating the mountain. That's uh, just uh, so Shamu, you got one more. You like one more? Yes. Um, I like that you're just like so ready. Which one? Caracosta. Caracosta. What does it say? So a slap from one of them is 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 enough to open a hole in the bottom of a tanker. Like the puckle oil, the puckle oil tanker. Now I'm just more or less imagining just backhanding something. It just rips a hole open. Just like it just destroys something with a backhand. I yeah, say, that like, would be one punch man. <laughs> yeah, that would be. <laughs> that would like, be insane. Oh, also, like, like, oh wow, I don't trust this guy's science. I don't trust oh, this guy's science at all. He says that you need a force of 44,000 PSI. Now, let me tell you what's wrong about that sentence. Uh, 
So a force of 44,000 PSI doesn't exist because 44,000 PSI is actually a pressure. Yeah, it not is, a force. It's not a force. Not an impact. Um, uh, pressure, pressure is equal to uh, force over what, area. I think what he's wanting to go with is newtons. Uh, newtons or pounds. Pounds is actually a unit of force. Yeah. Fun fact. Pounds of force. Yeah. Pounds is force. Do you, know, do you know what the unit of mass in uh, the English units are? And this is exactly why we need to go no, to the metric energy. system. Because you you understand what grams are. Grams are mass. There's not a force. Yeah. Newtons are the force, right? And so yeah. uh, in the English system, we do have a we do have an equivalent of grams. Um, this is very informative. This is not Pokemon. Uh, but the answer is actually it's called slugs. All right. They're called slugs, and then the unit of force is called the pound. And I mean it, that's a unit of weight. That's why we we equivalent uh, make that equivalent. So so Ladies PSI is pounds per the United States of America's measuring system. Yeah, and so it's a imperial system. <laughs> Forty four thousand psi, which is pounds it, per square inch. But that that's actually not too unreasonable if you think about the size of like Caracosta's like hand now, right? Yeah. So Caracosta's hand is probably pretty large. We could say let's say it's like several square inches. You know, we could say it's like. It's like ten square inches that it makes impact with, which is probably actually um, uh, that that's actually not too unreasonable. We could say ten square inches. So if that's if that's true, um, that that takes it down to forty four hundred pounds, which takes it down to which makes it roughly ten thousand newtons, which isn't completely unreasonable for like a force from an animal. I I, I mean it's not completely unreasonable. It's it's back to that rapidash territory, you know, yeah. of like yeah, this magical creature can do that. Um, it can also learn Aqua Jet, so, uh, <laughs> a little cookie just run into something and just destroys it. Yeah, I can totally see it, you know? Just like, like just like the Blastoise, just like, oh, I'm just gonna like run into and you just like splatter. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I think that one's pretty reasonable. I'm actually not, I'm not too amazed by that one. I'm just more or less amazed. I love the, uh, image of just like it backhanding something and it just goes flying or just like gone. <laughs> it's just, like, oh, you just backhand that truck. Oh, what, what truck? Yeah. Like what? What truck? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, it's oh, gone right now. It's just oh, gone. Weird bow. Who knows? <laughs> All right, uh, Viger, do you have one to, to finish this off for us today? See, I'm I'm torn between Alakazam, which I did a lot of math on, and Wismer, just because it's ridiculous and it's. Oh, do Wismer, Wismer, do Wismer. All right. We all know so, why Alakazam's ridiculous. Yeah, five thousand IQ, my rear end. Yeah. <laughs> So, Wismer, National Text number 293, in Pokemon Emerald's Pokedex, it says, its cries equal a jet plane in volume. Yeah. Now, remember, I, this goes back to, like, Larvitar's thing. Remember how small Wismer is? And then remember, it's supposed to be, like, the Whisper Pokemon. Well, and no, yeah, it's it, actually, I think it cries very, it cries really loud. That's, like, the whole point yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, like, its species name, I believe, is... Yeah. Um, is, I like, forget what it's... Yeah, Let me literally, look this. the Whisper Pokemon. Is that really what it is? Yes. Because it doesn't that, – that's not Pokemon. supposed to be – that's not in its lore like that's whatsoever. Not, that is not reflective of it as a species, it yelling as loud as that. That's, but, like, a, that's like a horrible misclassification yeah, of a that's, Pokemon. That's an explode classification. Yeah, there. like – The shouting that, Pokemon. That would make the most sense, but Whismur is the one that's like, what? That's yeah, like, like – the, if, the if, the po- put- if the Pokemon start, senses danger, it starts crying at ear-splitting volume. Yeah. Like, that's another – that's its Ruby entry, which is very, very similar to its Emerald entry. Contradictory once more. 
But yeah. So I'm just gonna read this whole thing out just for like because it 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 keeps building off of itself. Yeah. So the absolutely. unit of me- as most people do know, the unit of measurement for sound is called a decibel. Yeah. Uh, hearing can be damaged by sustained exposure to 90 decibels of sound, which is about as loud as heavy traffic. So like a lot of honking, brake screeching, obscenities being shouted at each other. <laughs> at, at 125 decibels, about as loud as a pneumatic drill, you can start like getting an earache. You will start feeling pain in your ear. At 140 decibels, permanent hearing damage can occur even with short-term exposure. The sound of a jet engine measures at about 140 decibels from about 328 feet. So at close range without any sort of protection, Wismer could blow your eardrums out. Yeah, but I think that's like, that's like a realistic thing for things to happen. Yeah, like, of co- if you have a speaker in your hand, you play it at that loud of a decibel that close range yeah you'll also upset your neighbors you're gonna, blow, um, you're, gonna you're gonna blow your eardrums out and anybody near you as well yeah that's and then not so you're gonna get a lot of you're gonna get a lot of like noise complaint tickets from the police I, as well i don't but i don't think i yeah i don't think i'm upset about that honestly it's just uh, again what i'm upset is the miscategorization of wismer as a pokemon and as you should be as you should be and then the size and finger quotes volume that this thing can produce. <laughs> uh, that's too good. Yeah, there, there are plenty more of these. Yeah. Uh, but we don't want to spend like hours on this. So we're going to cut it there, guys. We're going to take a short commercial break and we're going to come right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. And last time on Dedenes of Our Lives, Ivy Store was still trying to find out who the father of her child was. Ivy Store! Ivy, Ivy, Ivy Store! She knew that it could be Charmeleon's son, but they'd also had an affair with Chansey. Charmeleon! Chansey! Chansey! And meanwhile, Meowstick and Buneary were seeing each other behind Gallade's back. Meowstick! Buneary! Gallade! Gallade! Join us for the fist-clenching, heart-wrenching season finale of... The of our of the episode. And welcome back, guys, to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 208, Steelix, the Iron Snake Pokemon. And it's Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Fire Pokedex entries state, Steelix lives even further underground than Onyx. This Pokemon is known to dig toward the Earth's core. There are records of this Pokemon reaching a depth of over six-tenths of a mile underground. In the grand scheme of things, though, as far as, like, hey, digging to the Earth's core, that seems a bit ridiculous. Keep in mind, if you were to reach the Earth's core, you would actually have to dig about 6,371 kilometers down straight. And that's about 3,958 miles. Yeah, but that's that's actually reasonable. Like, a sixth of a mile is actually pretty reasonable. Yeah, so it's uh, not a sixth, sixty uh, percent of a mile. Six, that's six tenths of a mile. So. Yeah, that's actually pretty reasonable. Like, there's a hole that was dug, I believe, like seven miles. Yeah, into the earth. Uh, so the super deep borehole. Yeah, that's in uh, that's in Russia. Just just about twelve kilometers deep. Mm-hmm. So, so this is yeah. actually pretty reasonable. They're like like you six, would think it would be a little bit more ridiculous from what we were just discussing, but that's actually quite tame. 
Yeah, the alien on Area 51 is at least a mile down below the surface. So that's uh, this is all pretty reasonable. And and there we go, <laughs> throwing out all that. Oh, Thatcher's a science degree out the window. On. Yep. <laughs> We're out and of science world. A scientist, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yep. There we go. There goes all of my credibility. Uh, so Steelix is in the UU tier. It's actually not a terrible Pokemon. Uh, Mega no. Steelix is in the UU tier. Yeah, With a okay, base stat total of 610, it's not terrible. Before we go no, any further, just before we go any further, nobody look at the trivia, please. Please don't. I'm not going to. great. Refrain from looking at it, please. <laughs> Refrain from looking at it. Uh, Mega, Mega Steelix gets Sand Force, which ups its attack in sand, which would be and- great. If it wasn't, if it was able to be actually paired with the sand, with the sandy uh, center, maybe yeah. Gigalith, I guess Gigalith might have some synergy with it, but I doubt not, it. The ability is not really usable. It, well, yeah, it's, it's usable, but it's not really worth even having. It's like okay. The only the only reason I've seen people use it is just as a tank, in yeah, some regards. And you set up stealth rocks. You have heavy slam. You have earthquake, and you have roar. I mean, you that's what you get, do. Uh, you have curse with fireball, and you get rock slide and fun. Exactly. You just get fun. It's like. You're running rock defensive utility pivot type thing, or you're running like mm-hmm. a setup with curse. It's generally how you're yeah. doing it. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a decent Pokemon. It's just not yeah. great. It it could have been better. Um, with the with the base stat with a with the base special defense of ninety five and a base defense of two thirty, it's not terrible. No, but its move pool is kind of lackluster. It leaves a lot to be desired. It gets uh, fangs, but then again, it's like. Well, that's the thing going to do for you. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it just doesn't get a lot of physical moves like you would want yeah. it to, uh, because like if it got something, if it got like Dragon Claw or something like uh, the equivalent of that, it would probably be better. Yeah. Just because it needs to capitalize on that base one twenty five attack, it just doesn't. Does it, it even get Iron Head? I, it does get Iron Head at least. Yeah, it'd be like nice if it could get like Wild Charge or some other like mm-hmm. weird random cover. Because like at least the Mega, like you've got some sort of like magnetic fields going on. Like yeah, something. I would. I, I think it's just that it's limited by its body shape to get a lot of things. Yeah, I in those terms, you know, I, I think that's typically. I think that I think that's honestly from a design standpoint, it just can't do much, and yeah. it, that, that's unfortunate. I mean, I'm waiting for like better ground type or rock type moves, but then again, rock type is actually a really good offensive type, so um, it doesn't get too much of that. And but it, it is a decent wall nowadays, especially with like the ton of fairies running around. It works out. Yeah. All right. It's not great. So yeah, there you go. There's your Steelix uh, commentary. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to TCG, I guess. Uh, yeah, moving on. I don't know if there's anything in rotation right there now. Is. There is. Steelix, Steelix EX. EX and Mega Steelix EX. Yep. Oh yeah, no, those are still in rotation, aren't From they? Steam Siege. Yeah, Steelix EX is actually awful. Um, <laughs> with uh, it's fun. It's a fun uh, deck. It's not good, but it's a fun deck. I have a full art Steelix EX. I, I do as well. Uh, so for I've Metal got, Energy yeah. and three colorless, it does Wild Edge for 80 plus damage. You may do 50 more damage if you do this Pokemon does 20 damage to itself. Uh, and for a Metal and four colorless, <laughs> it does Iron Tail. And you flip coins until you get tails. And this attack does 100 times the number of heads. Okay. So let me ask you something, Thatch. Are you feeling yeah. lucky? Are you no. lucky? <laughs> I, I, I'm no. So I've got like I've got a Victini on my bench. Like I, I can reflip. Like I'm, I'm and so, fine. And so we have uh, the Mega Steelix EX, which uh, is also from Steam Siege, 
And it has one attack for one steel and four colorless energy. It does 160. It's called Canyon Axe. And this attack does 10 damage to each of your opponent's bench Pokemon. Uh, 240 HP for that as well. Uh, I personally do not think that this is worth it. Uh, that's a lot of energy. That's a, I thought it was your own. Is it your opponent's? It is your uh, opponent's your opponent's bench Pokemon. Oh, okay. That's... Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. Uh, no, it is one no. of those fancy dual type Pokemon though, with both Steel and Fighting. So you can use strong energy. So you can use strong energy, but it's also not a great Pokemon uh, in general. So <laughs> don't do that. Aww. And it, and it's a Mega, so you can't do things like a Choice Band to it. You oh, know? Field Lore exists, so yeah, you can. Uh, I guess, I guess, but you have to field blower yourself, and that's not but fun. People use field blower that one one like item card, so it's like yeah. Cool, so it's just not something that's really you can't rely yeah. on it, but it it can happen. Yeah, but even then, I I just feel like the damage output for five energy just isn't worth it in this in this scenario. You like five energy is a lot of energy. Oh no, no, it's a lot. I'm not saying it's good, but you can. And neither of the and neither of those types have like acceleration. Neither ground nor carving. fighting. Carbon even be ran in the deck. Yeah, you, you have the whatever the attack is, and you get like two yeah. this card. Then there you go. You part up two. You have max elixirs and the metal still. Like, yeah, I don't know. I still ways, don't think you can make a deck. It's not going to win you any tournaments, but it might be fun to play around with. Yeah, like, it'd be a, it'd be definitely a league deck. It's definitely a yeah. league deck. And so let's see. All right. Yeah, that's it for uh, for well, Steelix's. We, uh... we got some spicy trivia too. Oh yeah, spicy, got... spicy, yeah. top tier. Yeah. I'm excited. Yes. Get tell this. me about this. Mega All Steelix right. is Mega Steelix is tied with Mega Agron and Shuckle for the highest defense stat of all Pokemon. Of course, yeah, <laughs> of course. That's nice. He's that's just nice. there for the lulls. <laughs> this means okay. Mega Steelix has the highest defense base stat and the highest single base stat of all ground-type Pokemon, and is tied with Mega Aggron for highest defense base stat and highest single base stat of all Steel-type Pokemon, as well as the highest single base stat of all Mega-evolved Pokemon. Good to which know. Which is its defense. So for future trivia questions... There we there go. Yep. <laughs> Steelix there we is shown go. floating above the ground in all console games, rather than, like its pre-evolved form, resting on the ground. Which I've always questioned, like, why is it saying floating? Just but don't worry about it. You, don't worry about it. It's magneticism. So, well, the problem is, like, they probably had this idea of it floating back in Gen 2. And then because... A flying Iron Snake. Well, so awesome. so for these console games, they never made new, like, they never made, like, new 3D art. They, they literally just, just grabbed it. Thing. They just <laughs> grabbed it from the last game. That's literally what happened the, up until yeah. Pokemon Battle Revolution. Revolution. <laughs> Dude, right? Let, let's not even get started oh, on that. Kangas Khan. Oh, yep. Kangas Khan. I love Kangas Khan so much. Just because of that <laughs> janky animation. Yep. <laughs> it's like, so, all, all Steelers in the anime have used Iron Tail. They all, every single one of them. It's great. It's a staple. You're, if you don't have Iron Tail well, on your Steelix, you're doing well, it wrong. We'll see in the future, because um, Brock's going to have a Steelix. It might not be right. Yeah, he Mega Steelix. It's going to be great. Yeah. I'm excited. I got Iron, Iron Tail. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> So, and this is for all of you Pokemon Ranger fans out there, all two of you. Uh, Steelix is the only Pokemon so far in the Pokemon Ranger games that can hurt the capture styler simply by touching the line. And Mega nobody's Steelix played is- this game in a very I, long time. I've played it. I've played it. That's why I was pl- pointing to the only two people in the world that still play it. Uh, 
Mega Steelix is the tallest steel type and the tallest ground type Pokemon. Tallest. I feel like the heights aren't measured as heights all the time in Pokemon. I think sometimes they're measured as lengths. Yeah, I mean, Steelix like, being very subjective to that. Yeah, and so that's like that's definitely like a thing that could happen with Steelix. And one more thing that I wanted to point out because I've always found this to be like super interesting, but that's probably because it's from the manga. So go figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, manga is super interesting the, already. Okay. I'd like to point out that there is an instance in the Pokemon Adventures manga where, uh, mm-hmm. se- where Jasmine actually gets into a into a uh, like sporting battle against Brock, and she mm-hmm. uses her Steelix against his Onix. But the gimmick is she has her Steelix looking like an Onix to like hide that it's a Steel type because nobody's ever seen that before in the world of Pokemon Adventures, apparently. Mm-hmm. And I just find that to be, like, a really interesting fight that happens between the two of them. Because, like, he's trying to, like, get a good... Brox's Onyx is trying to get a good grip on Steelix, but it just mm-hmm. hurts itself because it thinks it's rock, but not. Well, and actually, he, actually, but... there is a, there's actually lore in the uh, Pokemon universe. So Jasmine actually used to be a rock-type trainer until the discovery of Steel-types. Fun fact. Fun. Jasmine's fact. amazing. My yeah. wife is the strongest and feed her. <laughs> so like she used to she used to be a rock type specialist. So in some way, um every region has had like a rock type specialist. And it's just whether uh, or not they stay rock or ground and then go yeah. steep. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. So that's gonna be it for the Pokemon the episode. Have fun sometimes I fly. We actually gave you a somewhat decent one. Uh, so we are gonna then kick it on over, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! Your mail's here! Check your inbox! It's time for the mailbag! Mail! And on to the mailbag. The mailbag is brought to you, as always, by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, we will be giving the Green Tauros badge to any email we deem worthy, but I think everybody we're about to read has already gotten the email badge. So <laughs> we're going to go ahead and read these emails. We got three of them for you guys today, uh, mostly because it's Wednesday. And not everybody got a chance to send one in yet. So we're going to go ahead and read it. So every week, for those of you who are new to the show, we read listener emails. You can send us an email at pucklepodcast.gmail.com. Typically, we have a mailbag question, but we also will have uh, – we, we also read anything else that you might send us. So our first email this week – I'll grab this one – is going to be from the random listener, Randy L. We all know and love. Well, looky here. It's Monday. You know what that means. It's time for that good old weekly mailbag from your friendly neighborhood, The Random Listener. Let's not delay, shall we? All right, this week you've asked if I believe that Pokemon will follow me in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I don't think that we'll be getting anything like that in these games. However, I do believe that we will get it at some point in the future. This mechanic was so beloved by so many Pokemon fans, Game Freak would have to be off their collective rocker if they didn't put in at least put it in at some point in the future. Then again, Pokemon games have, have its own unique gimmick, and, and the follower Pokemon were specific to HeartGold and SoulSilver. 
That rock gruff in the trailer could very well be Kukui's, and he may just be escorting it somewhere. Who knows, though? Maybe Game Freak will surprise us after all they have in the past. That'll do it for this week's mailbag. Let's turn on the news to see what's going on. Several concerned citizens have approached the Kanto Police Department this week in regards to what appears to be disturbances caused by the local homeless Mr. Mimes. In an interview with Officer Jenny, she stated, These Mr. Mimes will make invisible box houses for themselves and leave them in the streets for people to run into. She assures us that the full force of the Kanto Police and the Kanto Pokey Center organization are dedicated to resolving the issue as soon as possible. I'm Randy Yell for Rando News Weekly, signing off. The Random Listener. That would be an interesting problem in that the would, Pokemon world. That would be oh an interesting. God. I'm not gonna lie. Like, that's, funny. <laughs> that's pretty good, actually. Mr. Keep Mime's running going... into invisible boxes. That's why I'm late to work, sir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to your boss now. That'd be hilarious. That's actually pretty good, man. He's always got something good. Right. Um, Shamu, you want to grab this next one from yeah, uh, the Japan man? I shall. What's up, Lollipop? Wanted to make, or, uh, I just wanted to come in on your discussion about Kahili, the flying type Elite Four member. You all made a comment about how little sense it made for a golfer to use flying types. In actuality, it makes perfect sense. Based on how a golfer performs under par, they can receive a birdie, eagle, or albatross? I, I don't yeah, know what albatross. Yeah, albatross. Albatross. Albatross is actually, okay, I never heard of albatross. Yeah. That's one thing Albatross is a, uh, par, is getting it in on it's two three. strokes on a par five. Oh, because I was thinking that the birdie one under par, yeah. eagle two, albatross three. I, I just never heard the term albatross. Yeah, yeah it's, be, albatross it's typically is more common on uh, par yeah, five it has courses. To, yeah, it has to be a par. Well, it needs to be a par five course. I mean, well, I guess it could be a hole in one on a par four course. But then you say I got but a then hole it's in a one. hole in one. But also, how the heck did you get a hole in one on a par four course? Like, let's well, let's back up. Some, well, if Black Mario Magic sixty four has taught anything, there are some weird courses that you can just shoot some trees and there you are on the green <laughs> my dad actually fun fact my dad actually did shoot an albatross on mario golf for the 64 oh that's, that's how i only that's how i even know that an albatross is even a thing in yeah, golf that's interesting like i know the i heard about uh to be fair i think it's actually really cool that they he mentioned the uh he mentioned that because that i never that made that connection i didn't make that connection i i'm not gonna lie like i've made I a lot of connections I just initially thought it's just because the balls go flying through the sky when you hit them with the club. Honestly, but. I'm not gonna lie. I'm through the same. I'm like in the same like train of thought as you are, Viger. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> this one makes way more sense. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. All right. uh, finish it up, Shamu. Yep. It's a pretty deep cut, if you ask me. You guys, you guys and gals, keep up the great work, the Japan man. And then, P.S. Bo's music is unique and something other podcasts don't have. Octothorpe and build bow back up. <laughs> <laughs> Sludge kick, build, look what you've done. <laughs> build bow back up. Uh, poor bow. Sludge cake ripped him a new one. It was uh, so funny though. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, was so it, funny. it was. That was. I. That was pretty funny. All right, so, uh, Viger, grab this last one from uh, our good friend Red Seven. Will do. Good afternoon, Thatch and Puckle crew. This is Red7 reporting in for another mailbag. After watching the Usum trailer once more, I will say Usum because that's what it is. So Usum. <laughs> Usum. It's Usum. I like that like better, awesome, honestly. But I like that I like that better, honestly. It's Usum because it's awesome. Usum. I have some I've come to the conclusion that no, Pokemon will not be following us in this newest installment. 
It is most likely that the rock rough in the trailer is planted there to interact with the trainer momentarily once the trainer approaches it. The next scene opens into in Hulao City with a fearless trainer running through the streets, a leader without a follower. Boom. Done. Okay, so I would like I would like I would like to be the devil's advocate because I am also on the side that like Pokemon aren't gonna follow us. But as the devil's advocate, Game Freak intentionally knows what they're doing. Like they know what they're doing marketing wise. Obviously. I mean that's how Pokemon became such a success as it is now, because those games were broken. Um, I mean, initially. We, we we were starting to lose our minds when we saw Rockruff for the first time. We were like, What is that? What is that Pokemon? I want you to know more. Well, it's not even that like they know what they're showing. They know they know what they're showing and they like they're aware of it. And so they selected that clip for a reason. Was it to make us talk about Pokemon following you or not? That is the question. It could be something that we toggle on and off, which I think would have yeah, to be the next, like that would, that would have to be the next iteration of that, in my opinion. Yeah. Like if you're going to bring Pokemon following you back, it needs to be a toggle toggle on off feature. So that would make sense. Yeah, like maybe you go into the party select screen, you know, and it's just like, oh, instead of like switch and summary, you also have an option that says, oh, follow. And that would that would be interesting. Um, that would make the most sense. I, I, I'm still of the mind that it's not going to happen. I will. I am more than ready to be pleasantly surprised. So that's just yeah. me. That's just me. <laughs> so on to the next topic. I want to revisit the theory that Kanto will play a bigger role in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. We have to, the mention of Lily's trip to Kanto to oversee her mother's recuperation in Sun and Moon. We have Red and Blue showing up to kick butt and take names in the battle tree. We have an upcoming movie showing Ash's adventures beginning in Kanto that is shrouded in speculation. Heck, we even have an anime episode coming up which shows Ash returning to Kanto for a school project. Oh my god! If he doesn't demolish Brock and Misty's mega Pokemon with a Z-move, I'm quitting Pokemon forever. Megas are so yesterday. Just saying, guys. Later days, Red 7. Uh, to be fair, I don't think, uh, like, if Ash had, like, all-out pummeling or something, or the fire-type Z-move by that time, I would agree that, like, the Z-move might do something. Maybe against Misty, like, he has Electrium Z and Grassium Z to do something. Well, no, he's going to Electrium Z one-hit KO that Steelix because what What I really want from this, because this these episodes are supposed to show Pokemon at Oak's Labs. I would love to see like not Rowlet use Leaf it, or um, use Bloom Doom. I would love to use, see like have Bulbasaur use Bloom. Yeah, Doom. exactly. I'd love to see like Bulbasaur use Bloom Doom. Bayleaf or, use B- Bloom Doom. Yeah, I think that would be super cool. Or you know he has have, another. He has a, he has a Bulldor. Use it have to use the, the Rocky to yeah, con- crush. Yeah, have, I think have other you're right. Pokemon, and then his Heracross could use the Fight Neum Z. Which he doesn't have yet, though, unfortunately. Well, didn't he beat? He beat he, he beat, beat Hala, but in his battle with Hala, he got Electrium Z in the anime. Oh, okay. so so uh, I think I think Ash only has four Z crystals right now. If I, I'm gonna double check to make Normal, sure I'm not mistaken, he has, has Normalium, he has Electrium, he has uh, Rockium and, and Grassium. I believe. Grassium. I believe those are the ones he has right now. Let me double check if he's gotten more somehow in an episode. Does, I missed. No, those have, are the four. Have, those are the four he has. Okay, so he doesn't have Fireium. Yeah. He doesn't have Fireium. I think he's going to get it, obviously, because of Litten. Um, I think he's going to have to kind of get all of them at some point. <laughs> I, I think he's going to, and I'm really excited to see how they make that play out in the anime. Doesn't that mean because... he's going to have – because you see – that also means at yeah, some point he's, he's going to have to get a ghost type. Yeah, he'll have like a Pokemon of every type to some extent. Is that, that I was think something I was really... thinking about because it, it's kind of like an unsung rule that Ash never has like 
a ghost type, a steel type. It's just, I don't, I don't know if it's a thing. I don't know if I would call it like it's a taboo or something. I'd say it's just something that just hasn't happened yet. Hasn't crossed their minds. And I, I think we're just going to get to a point probably like nearer to the next like generation of games or the next game that comes out after you some, we're going to have, we're going to have Usum. I'm sorry. (laughs) After Usum, we'll have something like, where where Ash will start catching older Pokemon, Pokemon from different generations, you know, like I yeah. I think I think it's really possible for Ash to catch maybe like an an Alolan form of a Kanto Pokemon. Is it possible would... for catch for Ash to catch them all? Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't. Uh, you said a ghost type, but how, we don't know that Rowlet won't evolve all the way. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's I was true. Curious about. Well, well so I Rowlet go to I, I would. I would be really interested to see Decidueye for one of the Ghost DMZ, but also just for the Decidueye Z. Oh yeah, Decidueye. no, that'll probably, yeah. that'll probably happen for like one of his like the crystal or like one of his Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I feel like it'll probably be like Pikachu that gets. Well, Pikachu will get Pikachu Z. To be fair Absolutely. though, Pikachu that's based on Volt Tackle, and yeah. Pikachu, and Pikachu doesn't know Volt Tackle anymore. Yeah, he, he doesn't know Volt Tackle anymore. They got rid of that for Electro Ball because they were really pushing fifth gen. And well, you that, can, there's a place you can relearn it though in the actual game, so that might happen. Yeah, Something maybe like they'll maybe they'll, 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 they'll relearn it somehow, like or it'll. Well, like, there's there's like just a, yeah, there's just a move tutor for it, so I don't know. It'll be really interesting though. They might do it like later in the series, like they're just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, you can learn this again. Okay, that be again. I mean that'd be super cool if that was the fact. It would you know? it would just be interesting that if he's going all of the Z crystals, then that means he's going to have to have a Pokemon a full team that has. The entire I don't know. They they could because Pikachu still uses Iron Tail pretty regularly. The, they, right, could, they don't have to have the Pokemon. They they could they could give yeah. they they could give I mean, like Pikachu like Steelium Z. You know that's what I mean. Like he has to have all six Pokemon, knowing mm-hmm. at least one move of every single type, which I think is reasonable though. Yeah, I, or at I, least a physical move of mm-hmm. an attacking move of every single type. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's such an interesting concept, though. I I'm excited. This this is why this anime is so much better. Um, yeah, so, it's so open to speculation of where yeah. they will take it next. So that that will be our next topic when I'm on um, <laughs> the Sun uh, and Moon anime and how right. it's changed up everything. Yeah. All right. So that's gonna be it for the show. I think all three of these guys actually have the green Taurus badge. So good for them. If they don't, you guys can submit for it. That's how we do it. Yeah. And so. That is it for the mailbag. If you want to email us next week at PucklePodcast at gmail.com, I want to know what your feelings with Brock and Missy coming back to the anime. Uh, let me know in the email, PucklePodcast at gmail.com. It's super exciting. I'm really excited for it. Please tell me. In the meantime, you can check out Puckle on all of our socials, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Tumblr, and Reddit. Those are all on our website, PucklePodcast.com. You can just click on them. If you want and to participate in the community even more, Jushira and I stream on a regular basis during the week. You can check us out at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. It's a, it's a great time. I have a blast. We've been doing the draft league battles there recently for myself, and it is a really, really good time. Uh, to get updates on all those things, you can always just check out the Puckle Discord. There is an invite link in the show notes, so please click on that. Further, if you want to help out the show, you could do so in two ways. One, you can go to our new store at Public, link on the website and in the show, show notes as well where you can go buy Pokemon merchandise and Puckle gets a share of that. And it helps out the show, helps out the community. If you want to do so in a more direct manner, you can go to patreon.com slash PucklePodcast and you can donate there and get some awesome rewards in the process, such as free Pokemon. You can get in on the monthly Patreon shows that we get to do live and are a lot of fun. 
So definitely check those out. Uh, do I, did I miss anything? I think I did really no. well. I think I was very concise today. I think you got it. <laughs> uh, if you haven't already, uh, review us on iTunes. It helps us out. And like I said at the at the beginning of the show, if you want to help out Puckle, check out the uh, staff page. We're looking for artists and writers and a bunch of other people. So definitely uh, come on out and uh, help out the show. So that is going to be it, I guess. Uh, I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Shabu. And I'm Viger. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns